in life that we receive earthly and eternal dividends, and that's Team Jesus. In other words, the rewards, the benefits, the blessings that he brings, that he guarantees, we, we, it does not even compare. Because we receive those blessings on this side, on the earth, as well as eternal. You're now in June to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. So Joshua 24 and 15, and the word of the Lord reads, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Mm -hmm. But Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And so I will begin um, just introducing the topic today and um, just beginning the message. And then Pastor and I, we're going to tag team back and forth, but we trust the Holy Ghost to be the ultimate teacher here on today and that we would hear him clearly and begin to speak as he would command us to. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. So today's topic is Team Jesus. And thank you so much. Look around. Everybody looking good in your team attire, getting ready for the day, already ready for the day. Some of y'all got some afternoon plans. We won't talk about them right now, but we thank God for it. Whether it's wings included, meatballs or nachos, whatever it is, we are grateful for today. So Team Jesus, when we think in terms of a team, for today's teaching purposes, team can be defined as a combined action of a group that is effective and efficient. We know that we can have teams at work, we can have teams at church, teams in in social groups, teams within teams, if you will. But it's a group with a common goal, a purpose. And I like the fact that effective and efficient is included in today's definition of team. Effective meaning to be successful in producing a desired outcome. In other words, uh, a team is being effective when they're able to create or bring about a desired outcome. Now, I don't know which side you're on today, but I know you want to be on a winning team. Come on now. We don't really just go just to be going, but we know we accept whatever the results are, but we really want to be on a winning team. And so efficient meaning it's to be well organized and competent in a competent way. In other words, we want to reach maximum productivity with minimum waste of resources. We want to be efficient when we can say that I am properly using all of my available resources. I have the same objective. Our efforts as a team are coordinated, united, and aligned. When we think of a team, of course, we think of, in this particular case, a sports team. As many of us are thinking and plan to see our favorite teams, whether or not you like the Chiefs or the Eagles or not, you may or may not even watch the game, depending on your life. Now, if that was your team in there, we know that you will be right there on front row. Like, for example, the, a game happened a few weeks ago at, the, at um, UGA play, and there were probably several people in this sanctuary that were right there in front of the television. They, they were right there, and I saw afterwards your post, hey, we champions now. Now, I know you didn't play, but you said you were we champions now. And I understand that because when you lose, you lose. You lose hard with them. I can't believe they did this. They didn't come here, this, that, and the other. Or, or when they win, we win hard. You know, we try not to brag, but, you know, it's a long time coming, y'all. We worked hard for this game right here. Why? Because we're part of the team. Whether our team is a Super Bowl team, NBA team, college football team, our local high school team, the cheer team. 
gymnastics team, debate team, soccer team, volleyball team. We promote our team. We invest time, money, and resources into our team. When we talk about our team in a manner that, that shows our support, you know how we do. We invite people, come on out and, and see our team. Uh, we stay constantly updated on the progress of our team, the players of the team. And, and how many of you know, we dress in the colors of the team. Now, and many times, in, in, and I am one of those uh, distance observers, if you will, when it comes to sports. I do like to go and check out the wings and check out the fries and such. But when I am watching the team, I do notice that the colors really and truly reflect who it is that you support. And so you can have thousands upon thousands of people, but there will be a wave of whatever that color is to show the support of the team. And so just like today, we wear our jerseys, we, we wear whatever it is to represent our teams. But in all reality, we know that the dividends, come on, that we receive from our sports team are limited. The payoff, what we're going to get in return. But there is one team in life that we receive earthly and eternal dividends, and that's Team Jesus. In other words, the rewards, the benefits, the blessings that he brings, that he guarantees, we, we, it does not even compare. Because we receive those blessings on this side, on the earth, as well as eternal. Team Jesus is a guaranteed winning team. It's secured. It's assured. In other words, ain't no doubt about it. When we embrace as a family, individually and corporately, to be on Team Jesus, we're on a winning team. Team Jesus is proven. He gives us scriptures like 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, which reads as follows. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. For all the promises, this is the winning formula, all the promises, every blessing of God in him is yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. We also find the winning formula in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast. Don't let it go. Hold fast. God made your promise. Don't let it go. Don't waver from it. Don't lean or move away from it. For he who promised, he who announced that he is going to do it, he's faithful. Thank you, Lord. You can trust, and you can, he can't be relied on. Listen, sometimes people can let you down, but God can be relied on. God can be relied on no matter what we go through or what we deal with. And we know that he's guaranteed, and I thank God for the scripture that pastor shared, because we have to know Regardless of what we're dealing with, regardless of what we're faced with, regardless of what we feel on the inside of us, that when God makes a promise, he's going to stand beside it. Even when we come up short on our end, he's yet still faithful. Go with me to 2 Timothy 2 and 13. 2 Timothy 2 and 13, because how many of you know on every team, you're going to have times when a player has mishap. A misplay. In other words, where we come up short in whatever it is that we're doing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the game is over. Tell somebody it don't mean that the game is over. I don't. Second Timothy 2 and 13, it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. So even when we disobey, even when we come up short believing, the Bible says that the Lord remains faithful. 
He is one that we can trust and he is one that we can rely on. Say that. Guess what? He cannot deny mm -hmm. himself. In other words, he says, I'm not going to change my character because of what you did or did not do. I'm yet going to remain faithful. So in my opinion, Team Jesus is the team that we all need to become even more committed, even more supportive, and sold out when it comes to our family, whether individually or corporately. The kind of team members that we promote him. We promote his word. We promote his church. We invest time in him, in time in prayer, time in fasting, time in seeking his face. We invest in resources when it comes to him. And we are relentless with our support. In other words, we're persistent, we're constant, no matter what it is we're going, with, going through, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter who says we can't, we are still persistent in our support for Team Jesus. And we stay constantly updated on the progress of his team. Just like I know some of us have stayed updated on when uh, LeBron went for the record for the number of points that uh, was scored in the NBA. Some of us kept track of that. We went and said, how many scored last night? How many scored here? Is he going to break it here? And I remember I went to bed, woke up, did he break it? I was going to what? Stay updated. So when it comes to God, I want to stay updated. What is God saying now? What is God speaking to my spirit now? He said, better is here, better is coming. I want to be updated. Bigger is here. Bigger is coming. I want to be updated. Oh, greater is he that's in me. I want to be updated. He says, by his stripes I'm healed. I want to be updated. Is God still doing miracles, signs, and wonders, and testimony of his power working in our lives? I want to be updated. Somebody say updated. Updated. Listen, you, you can go to Google. You can't find nothing like this in Google. You can go to MSN. Amen. You ain't going to find nothing like this in MSN. Only God can give you an update that can change your life and continue to make it better. When we say we Christ-minded, I need to be, I need to have updates. I need to be constantly updated. I need to stay before his face and say, God, what is it you have for me now? I'm sorry, getting excited. Get back into the, but get back, get back, get back, God. Dress in the colors of the team. Sometimes you can go to places, you can go to places right now, and there'll be some people, they're going to have some green on, and they're going to people have some red on. You're like, who do you vote? What my color does my shirt say? That's who I'm for. And they're going to be constantly out there. And you know what? I thank God that we are individuals who are clothed in love, clothed in humility, clothed in forgiveness, clothed in grace, clothed in mercy, clothed in compassion. We got on the full armor of God. Amen. We got purity on. We have his nature and his mindset. Amen. And when it comes to team Jesus, we don't have to be concerned on whether or not he will deliver. But we see in scripture, he has already made a promise and his promise can be relied on. You know how sometimes a coach will come on for the beginning of the year and talk about this going to be our year, y'all. And you like, you get out, you hope, yeah, this is going to be our year, y'all. They got the player here and they got the player there. And then we get down to the end of the season. Some, some of y'all ain't threw your jersey in, in the car, garbage cans. Like, we, we threw, y'all. Get mad. You ain't played one down yet, but you mad already because the team did not do what they said they're going to do. But when you come to God, you ain't got to worry about him coming up short. You ain't got to worry about God missing the mark. He is going to do exactly what he's, he's going to do. When it comes to our families, marriage, single life, divorce life, and such like, we need to be a part of a team that we can place confidence in. Our confidence is in Jesus. When life throws us a curve, I ain't talking about that curveball, amen. I'm talking about a real curve. A curve in our finances. A curve in being challenged in our body. A mental curve. When life throws us a curve, we got a solid team. Team Jesus. When people don't keep their promises, don't worry, because he's a promise keeper. When we get ourselves in, our, in, our, in situations and we make a bad play, don't worry. He's our kinsman redeemer. Hallelujah. 
and his blood cleanses us and it purifies us when we stray away from what we know according to his word. Just like our favorite sports team, life can bring about a wide range of emotions. Like Pastor was talking about when those curves come at us. When it comes to our sports, from a, a sports perspective, um, when it, that curveball says that, you know, are we winning or are we losing? Just as Pastor mentioned, well, what's happening with the team players? And, and in other words, how are they looking in the media? We know that even we, we saw even recently, and like I said, I, I watched from a distance, but I understood that there were some winning moments, but then there was next day there were tragic things happening surrounded by the team. So we know that things happen in life. We know that curves come in life, but even when it comes in life, we still have to know that we are part of a winning team. From life's perspective, we may experience some range of emotions in our marriage. We may experience a range of emotions in our single life, our life after marriage, if you will. In other words, are we winning or are we losing as a family? Am I winning or am I losing? Uh, how are we seen on social media, if you will? Is it a positive light or is it a negative light? In other words, what about me? How am I seen? And I know sometimes we say, well, I don't really care about what people think. I don't really care about what people say, but I beg the different because if I post something, come on now, if I share something, if I comment on something, whether it's the gram, whether it's Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, regardless of what it is, I care. I care about my presence being in the media. I care about what people think or don't think about me being in the media. How do I know that? I wouldn't have a presence on media. So I care. I care. And so as, as, as a team member, we have to realize that a range of emotions come with being in life. A range of emotions, it comes when it comes to being on the team, when it comes to our marriages, when it comes to our children's relationship, when it comes to our, our relationships or our situationship, whatever we want to call them, we know that it comes with a wide range of emotions. And what am I saying? In other words, the attitudes and the actions of the team can affect the overall team. And many of us can agree that team dynamics, the behaviors and relationships between the group or the team affects team performance, their accomplishments and their outcomes. You know, sometimes you can have a team and they can be seem like they're on they can be good athletes, but they're on good, two different levels. You can be anointed, but you can be on two different levels. You can be on two different levels. See, sometimes our family dynamics, they're important to us, but sometimes family can be on two different dynamics, two different wavelengths, so to speak. See, family is those of us who are related with and connected with descendants of a common ancestry. We know it as kin folks. Our family team, both ones were raised with in our house together and extended, are dear to us in most cases. Within our families, we have different dynamics. Could be married, could be single, could be divorced, could be widowed, and so forth. Yet in order for a family to share and be productive, there must be a level of oneness and unity within the members of that particular family. Clearly, we're different beings with different thoughts and different opinions, but we must unite on essential matters. What's essential? What God says is essential. Always remember, if God says it, it is essential, it is essential. Clearly, we're different, but God knows what's best for us. When it comes to our faith, if we're going to experience God's best for our lives, we want what God has for us. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And we know that unity piece is so important when it comes to a family. And, and being, as Pastor mentioned, being united on essential things, when it, especially when it comes to our faith. And like you said, we may differ on a lot of different things. And that's okay. We want to be different. It, it, life would be boring if we were all the same. 
However, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the word of God, it has to be that we have come into an agreement and alignment with what God says. And even if we go back to what we like to call the first family, let's go to Genesis 2 and 21 through 24. And I'm going to read how important that unity was even back in the, in, 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 in the days of Adam and Eve. Genesis 2, 21 through 24. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Verse 22, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and brought, he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Notice the unity here. Verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. In other words, unity on essential matters when it comes to our family is important. And, and I like the fact that he says they shall become one flesh because become suggests there is a process. And I just want to let the married folk know, if you've been married more than 30 days, you done figured out it's a process. If you happen to make it up to three to four years, remember, it's a process. If you get on to about 20, 20, 30 years, keep going, it's a process. Because just as we age in whatever stage we go through, we still have to remember to become one with God and one with each other. And I know that, you know, we get married and we get about three good successful years and we think that's it. But let me tell you, honey, it's a process. Keep living, keep growing, keep understand it is a process. And, and process suggests that I can expect, I can anticipate there's going to be some pruning, it's going to be some purging, it's going to be some pressure to get to the product that God wants to produce in us. It's going to happen. And I don't know about you, but pruning don't feel good, purging don't feel good, and I know pressure don't feel good. But it's a process. It's a process of becoming one with God, and it's a process of becoming one with each other. So single folks, if you ain't ready to go through that process, you keep praying. You keep seeking God, because I'm telling you, it's a process. Is it rewarding? Absolutely. Are there benefits? Absolutely. Do I absolutely love it? Yes. But it's a process. It's a process. And at times, the process is painful and hurtful but it is purposeful. The key is being confident that we are a team that is able to keep, that the team is able to keep us through the process and so that success and winning is the outcome. Remember, this is the victory that overcomes our world, even our faith. We like to call the common denominator that is necessary for us to have a successful marriage, be single, life after marriage, is God, his word, and his way. We, are, we know it as Team Jesus. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 gives us a good recipe. Amen. Let's go to Joshua 1 and verse 8. And, and the word of the Lord reads, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. I love that. He didn't care if we're married. He didn't care if we're single. He didn't care what stage we're in. He says, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So if we look in terms of Joshua, and we know we mentioned Joshua in the opening main verse, and we are speaking of Joshua here in verse 1, but according to this text, the direction that we get from the book of the law. So, so the book of the law, the word of God is instruction. Tell somebody it's instruction. Instruction. It's direction. Direction. And it's teaching. Teaching. And so 
According to the text, the direction and instruction that we receive from the written and revealed word gives us direction in life. In other words, it, it, it gives us insight. It gives us understanding on how to deal with life. And I don't know about you, but if you've been living past 10, things can get complicated. Somebody said 10. Yeah, they little lies get complicated too. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you just won't believe what happened. They don't like me, they talking about me. I cannot, I'm not eating in the lunchroom again. Yeah, their lives get complicated too. It's not complicated the way we think it is, but it's complicated to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. But if we stay in God's word, we know that he's going to give us direction. He's going to give us instruction. His word instructs us on this marriage journey this single life journey. It instructs us when it comes to parenting, whether it's parenting an infant, parenting a teenager, or even beyond that. How many adult parents, we, we, we are parenting adult children. Yeah, we know we need the word. Cause we'll try to go back to our infant days, it don't work. We try to go back to our teenage day, it don't work, right? So we constantly have to stay in the, in, the, in the face of God. We constantly have to see the word of God. We constantly have to see the law of God. And the Bible says it's not to depart from us because we will make our way prosperous. We will make our way prosperous and be of good success as long as we what? meditate on that word both day and night. And as a family, I need to be on a team that will help me to navigate through this perplexed and sometimes confusing thing that is called life. I need direction. I need guidance. I need instruction. And see, Team Jesus delivers what I need and what our family needs. He gives us insight. I thank God for insight. Insight sometimes, even though you think you know something, it's good still to acknowledge him in all your ways, and he's going to direct your path. Because you think you know something, but you may not know something for that something. And you need to understand God knows you better and what you got to, where you're going better than you do. So you, you always acknowledge him. And in turn, he will direct your path to give you ideas, to give you resources to navigate through life. But he gives us blessings and benefits along the way. Somebody say blessings. Blessings. And benefits. And benefits. Blessing number one. Salvation. Thank God for salvation. Yeah, you know, I know you got your favorite team and you dressed out and you're going to root for them, but they don't give you salvation. Acts 4 and 12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What you say? Salvation. Team Jesus gives me salvation. He's constantly giving me deliverance. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that I didn't just get saved back a hundred years ago, not quite a hundred, many years ago. I didn't just get saved then and it stopped. I thank God that he continued to deliver me. I thank God he continued to protect me. I thank God that he continues to prosperous me in the way. But there's no other name under heaven. In other words, there's no other authority, there's no other command by which we can be saved other than the name of Jesus. So benefit number one, salvation. Benefit number two, eternal life. John chapter 10, verse 27 and verse 28. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Notice this, my sheep here, they understand, they, they, they consider what I say, what? His voice. In other words, when I hear his voice, I understand his voice, I understand that as long as I follow him, I'm on my way to eternal life. You know one thing I love about that? He says that the enemy will not snatch you out of his hand. Woo-wee. That means there is an enemy trying to snatch you out of his hand. But God is greater than the enemy. Oh, thank you for doing that, God. He says, I know, and they follow me. Thank God we're following Jesus. We're learning from him. I like this definition. We're traveling with him because this is not a short journey. Remember, this is for a lifetime. 
And I and notice what Jesus says, and I give them eternal life. I'm glad I don't get it from anybody else but the one who has eternal life. Notice what he says, I give them eternal life, life without beginning or ending, and they shall never perish. You may feel like you're perishing, but God is going to keep you while you feel like you're perishing. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. See, life without beginning or ending, Team Jesus gives us this, and his sheep hear his voice, and a stranger they will not follow. We're going to follow Jesus, y'all. On being on Team Jesus, I'm going to follow my lead, my God, the Holy Spirit that continue to lead and to guide us into all truth. And as parents... We try to protect our children from pain, discomfort, hurt feelings, hurt feelings, and things that we know will give them discomfort. But our protection is nothing like what Jesus gives us. He gives us divine protection. You know what God would do, though? He'll let you go through pain and still protect you in the pain. Well, y'all missed that. That was a good right there, boy. How many can understand that you've been through pain, but God kept you through the pain? You know what? You, you like God. You took the pain from me. No, I'm going to keep you in the pain. Oh, thank you, Lord. I appreciate that, God. Thank you for keeping me. Now, these are good benefits, Pastor. Salvation, <laughs> eternal life. Come on now. That's some healing and health that goes along with, this, with these benefits. I don't know about you, but you better choose your team well now because, see, this got some good stuff. Psalms 107 and 20. It says... He sent his word and healed them. So I got salvation, eternal life, and guaranteed healing on Team Jesus. And delivered them from their destructions. Jesus make us whole mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, intellectually, psychologically. He makes us whole. Nothing broken, nothing missing. And, you know, sometimes we just think of healing, you know, my, my arm hurt or my, my back hurt or my head hurt. But, you know, we, we can be broken in other areas. We can be wounded in other areas. But whatever that wound is, he said he sent his word and healed them. His written and revealed word and made us whole. And the next one is our potential for greatness. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Notice what God's going to do for you. I will make you a great nation, a distinguished nation, and an important nation. Now, nation, of course, has to do with the people, the descendants, and in this case, our family. So think about this. He's going to make our families distinguished and great. He's going to make them a great family. And I will bless you and your, make your name, your reputation, and your fame great, and you shall be a blessing. Now, one thing I love about God, that nobody can make your name great like God. I don't care how much you go to social media and try to make your name great, only God can make your name great. In Play this, in areas that matter. In areas that matter. Now, you can make your name great, but it ain't going to be in an area that matters. You need to be in great in the eyes of God. And see, Team Jesus promised to produce greatness in us and our family. He promised to bless us with benefits, gifts, and prosperity. 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 He also promised to cause our family and individual reputation to be great. And see, a great name will open doors that no man can shut and to close doors that no man can open. A great name will cause money, promotion, and increase to look for us rather than us spending our time looking for it. A great name will have it go on sale when you walk in the store and when you leave it, it'll go, it'll go back to regular price. A great name will have you look online, you'll find it for two for a dollar. Go back to 10 minutes later, it'll be $500. A great name can do that for you. You know what, Pat? You know what? Because you can be giving your tithes and your offering, and stuff will go on sale because you will give them. 
Oh, y'all missed that. You got, you got to stay with me now. Cause don't be thinking that you, you operate in natural stuff. You operate in supernatural things because you're a supernatural giver. And you get supernatural harvest coming back your way. Pastor, now that was good. Cause let me tell you what happened. You ain't going to believe this. While you were sleeping last night, something told me to go look on this website. Something told me. And I said, something, get up and go look on this website. And I said, I'm looking for something for this event. So I got to looking on that website, step scrolling, and you know what I saw, Pastor? You were asleep, but that's what I saw. Oh, hold on, will I it, will, wanted something. Hold on. Will it be here next week? <laughs> it's coming. My people are breaking it. I looked on that website last night, and it was 129, and I said, "Ooh, I like this one." And then I said, "Ooh, I like this one too." And they were 44 dollars a piece, Pastor. So I had to hook that deal up, cause you know what you just said in the word. Oh, my goodness. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on now. Don't underestimate the power of God. Literally, I was trying to go to sleep, and I was like, hmm, I ain't got so-and-so. Let me go look. And they said 60% off, and they said another 15% off. And then I was kind of getting a little upset. I said, wait a minute, let me make sure they got my order. I'm about to call them right now. Let me make sure. And then the confirmation came through, $44. $44. I said, come on, Jesus. See, it's got some good benefits on Team Jesus. Tell the name, it's some good benefits. It's now. some good benefits. But you know, with any team, it's some protocols. You just can't go acting any kind of way. In other words, there's a code of conduct that we need on Team Jesus. And, and protocol, or if you will, or the code of content gives you those rules of behaviors. In other words, it tells me how I should think and it tells me how I should act. And the first protocol, number one, is I got to be teachable. Proverbs 1 and 5, and it says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So in other words, if I'm going to be skillful, if I'm going to be shrewd, if I'm going to be learned, I got to increase learning. I can't just say, oh, I got it. No, I got to add to my learning. I can't just say, oh, I, I know how to do this. No, 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 no. I got to keep on doing more so that I can get more of whatever God has for me. So I can read John 3.16, and you say, I've been reading that for years here, but let me go back and read it again, because he might reveal something different to me this time that I didn't see before. So I got to be teacher. I have to be teacher. I have to be teacher when it comes to my marriage. I can't just say, oh, I got this thing figured out. Nah, because you know what? He going to change on me, and I'm going to need to be teacher. Ain't got no wise to agree. You know that brother going to change. Brother, agree with me. You know she going to change. Her gonna get complicated. You best get be teachable. 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 Come on, Pastor. But as a family, we gotta be teachable. When it comes to our single life, we can't say, well, I got this damn pat. Nah, because you want whatever God has for you. You want God's best for you. So whatever season in your life is, you gotta be teachable. I gotta be teachable about my finances, teachable about when it comes to relationships. I can't assume that I have it all. I can't let the world teach me what God will have for me to know. I got to be teachable. Protocol number two. Eager for Jesus. Matthew chapter five and verse six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So who's happy? Who is blessed? Who is happy? Those who are hungry and those who are thirsty. When I say hungry, I'm craving. I have an appetite for Jesus. Not only that, I'm thirsting for Jesus. I'm longing to be refreshed. But notice what he says, you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Righteousness, one of the definitions I love is that which is acceptable to God. I'm hungry and I'm thirsty for that which is acceptable to God. And when I do that, I'm going to be satisfied or I'm going to be filled. And for our families to be productive and effective members of Team Jesus, we have to have the right hunger. The right hunger. And I've learned that you can, have, you can be hungry and thirsty for a number of different things. I know there's a saying in the world says, he or she is thirsty. But that's not used in a manner that is flattering. 
But when it comes to God, we want to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness, that which is acceptable to God. And you know how it is. Hungry people can get shaky. They can, natural hungry people can get shaky. They can get irritable. Some may even have physical signs such as a headache, low energy, problem focusing, and so forth. And could it be our natural family could be hungry spiritually for things that, that, cause, them, that cause them to become moody, attitude change, irritable, and acting out of character. You know, Todd, you got to say, baby. What'd you say, Pastor? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Because <laughs> sometimes we just, we just hungry for spiritual matters. Protocol number three. So we know we need to be teachable. We got to have, we got to be eager for Jesus. And number three, we got to abide in Jesus. John 15 and four. And it reads, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. In other words, stay connected. He said, stay connected to me. Have a consistent divine connection with the Father. Remain in him. Endure. Even though, no matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. You're like, you know, I've been saved long enough. I mean, it look like it ain't going to happen for me. I'm just going to go on and do what I want to do. Nah, that ain't what the word said. The word says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And, you know, sometimes we have to check our connection. See, I work on, when I'm working on, on, on that computer sometimes, sometimes I think that thing look like it connected. It ain't connected. I, I ain't on that World Wide Web. I, ain't, I don't have access. I, I can't get the programs to work like I need to. And, you know, sometimes as Christians, we can look like we connected. Mm. Our family members can look like they connected. Mm. But we don't have access. We don't have that heavenly access that we would have had had we stayed abiding in him. And so we got to abide in Jesus. So protocol number, number three is I have to abide in him. I got to stay in Jesus. I got to remain. I got to be constant no matter what. Sometimes that means I got to pray. I got to fast. I got to turn some things away. That's why. So I can abide in him. What's protocol number four, Pastor? Maturing. Christ-minded mindset, a growth mindset, a mindset that says I'm going to do what God has called for me to do. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I need to allow this mind, what the mind of Christ. I want his feelings, I want his understanding, I want his opinion, I want what God says for my life and for my family. I want us as a family to develop and grow our mindset. And see, growth mindset suggests that I believe that what God has for me, he's going to give me the insight, he's going to give me the instructions, he's going to give me the know-how in order for me to have the mind of Christ. But I got to let it. God would not force me to have his mind. I've got to want his mind. Hunger and thirst after righteousness and what? You shall be filled. Notice how they go together. And I believe that if we grow and allow the mind of Christ to be the foundation of our growth, we can be all that God has called for us to be. You know, that growth mindset is something else because we can have the mind that's on the flesh. Look at Romans 8 and 5. For it says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. So in other words, there is a part of us, even as born again believers, and we, we can't give our flesh, we can't underestimate the power of the flesh. Because my flesh is not under divine influence. My flesh is enmity with God. So I cannot put too much emphasis on this flesh because this flesh is probably going to lead me astray in the right situation. So the Bible says for those who live according to the flesh, you know what their minds are set on? The things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, 
the things of the Spirit. I got to mature in my mindset. I like what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, you know what I did? I had to unemploy them childish ways. I had to make them things inactive in my life. But that lets me know that there was a time in my life when it was okay to be childish. But then there's a time in my life I have to unemploy my childish ways. So we've had four protocols. We just cannot get on the field doing what we want to do. How many know today them folk can't get on the field doing what they want to do? I feel like I just want to go in this way. I feel like I want to make the move. That, that coach going to be like, you feel like you're about to get sat down. You feel like you're about to get kicked out of this game. You ain't finna do what you want to do. And that's the same thing it is when it comes to the body of Christ. We just can't do what we want to do and say that we are part of Team Jesus. He said, yeah, you can go on and you keep saying it, but I know you. And guess what? And we know ourselves. And so you know what? It's team selection time. It's draft day. Draft day. Draft day. You know, before they draft what they do, they go out and evaluate the players. Not only do they evaluate the players, they go back in their background. They look at, they interview their coaches. They interview other players. Because I heard somebody say this one time. Uh, a famous coach that's won a lot of bowl games on the college level. He was talking to a player one time. He said, listen, if you hang with the wrong people, the difference between you getting a $2 million contract and a $20-something million contract, mm -hmm. it can be just that quick. Mm -hmm. So you know what he did? He dropped them for folks <laughs> mm -hmm. and started hanging with folks that could help him make that new level. And one thing I learned about draft day, they know a lot about you. They know about your family. They know about your background. Because they say, before we give this person this much money in a contract, I got to know something about them. I got to know something about them. But you know what, though? God knows everything mm. about you. Come on, preacher. And he still chose you. Mm. Mm. Draft mm. day. Mm. 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 Look, I got to say it one more time. I know I'm out of time, but stay with me. Just stay with me. He knows your past. He knows what you would have done. He knows your mistakes. He knows where you came up short. He knows you can't dribble. He knows you can't pass. He knows if you threw the ball him in the hand, you'll drop it. He knows you shoot a three-pointer and you're going to miss it. He knows, amen, that you don't pray like you need to pray. He knows you don't fast like you need to fast. He knows, amen, you don't give like you need to give. But he still chose you. Come on, preacher. And my question is, will you choose him? Hmm, draft day. Team selection time. Let's go back to Joshua 24 and 15. And this is the scripture we're going to close out with. This is the scripture we open with. And this is the scripture we're going to close with. Joshua 24 and 15. And if, just by chance, just by chance, if it seems evil, to you to serve the Lord. In other words, it seems unpleasant because God wants you to live a virtuous life. It seems too hard. It seems a little twisted. You, you're unhappy because it seems like you don't have the friends that you used to have. He says, but if it seems evil to you to serve say that, the say Lord, that, say that. he says, that choose for yourselves. Come on, Joshua. He said, you make the decision. You decide. You make the choice. Whom you will serve. Who you going to work for? Who you going to yield to? Who you going to labor for? Whether the gods with your fathers, he said, it's going to be some other gods now, serve that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorite, gods you're dealing with right now in the land who you dwell. But Joshua said, as for me and my house, come on, Joshua. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This household, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to work for him. We're going to be worshipers of him. Mm, mm, mm. Who, 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 is the, who is the Lord? Who am I talking about? The self-existing one. 
the one true God, the kinsman redeemer, the promise keeper, uh, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Sikhanu, our righteous. We, we're going to serve the healer. We're going to serve the, the miracle worker. We're going to serve the one true God, the one that conquered heaven, that conquered hell and death and the grave, the one that, that sits all over. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, and he's all-present. Team Jesus, ain't no, it ain't no doubt in my mind who we need to serve. As a matter of fact, it, that, that, that presence needs to be on our lives so much today that we're going back and compelling our family. Team Jesus, the benefits, mm, the protocols, mm, eternal life. Joshua said, you got to make a choice. He chose us, but we have to choose him. And there's plenty of room on the team. Plenty of room on the team. Mm. And you know if God recruited you and he knows everything about you. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm talking about that too. You remember when the brothers come out there, he say, hey, I know what you did back there. Okay, God, you must be God then. And he recruits you and he knows everything about you. He knows what's on your phone right now. He knows what's on, what, what, what's on your phone yesterday. And he still chose you. He knows what you told that person the other day when nobody was looking. He still chose you. Thank you, Lord. That's a God of love. Because mm. love covers a multitude of faults. If he loved us that much and chose us, why? Won't we choose him? It's amazing. We'll choose stuff that don't even matter. I ain't got nothing against your team. Your team win, lose, no problem. But will you choose Jesus today? And will you be committed to him for the rest of your life? We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online, or you can utilize text to give text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.